The views and opinions of any of the guests of After Hours AM are not necessarily the views and opinions of After Hours AM, its hosts, its staff, or any of its affiliates. Broadcasting live from the After Hours AM studio, Joel Sturgis and Eric After hours AM, everybody, a bit of a somber note. I'm Joel Sturgis, right along with me. Eric Olson. And Eric, man, you know, we have, and you could talk about it if you want, brother, and, and I totally get it if you don't want to, but uh, all the prayers and everything else uh, for your dad, and, and I would like you to, if you're willing to, give a briefing on what's going on. Yeah, you know, we were just talking. The the show, we've, we haven't always been at our best recently, and most of it's my fault. I have been very distracted. We've mentioned it from time to time. I've been dealing with a lot of health problems, really with both my parents. My mother's been pretty stable. She had a stroke a couple years ago, so that's kind of an ongoing thing. But the real issue's been my dad, and he's had a cardiac, cardiac problem. He's 84, you know, my mom's 85. And um, he's had congestive heart failure for a while. And now uh, they did a procedure where they're trying to improve the function of his pacemaker, which in theory would improve the function of his heart. Well, when they went in there, because of his general weakness and just the, the way hospitals work, he contracted MRSA when they did the procedure on his pacemaker. And now it's inside. Can it's not you, a skin uh, thing. Yeah. It's internal. Can you maybe tell us, people aren't real learned on MRSA, what that is? Basically, it's just the latest superbug. It's it's yeah. the latest bacteria that is very, very difficult to treat. And what they're saying is, in a normal person, he'd have to be on an aggressive IV run, sure. not just oral, IV run of antibiotics for three or four weeks in order to get rid of an wow. internal, you know, <sighs> in his blood, uh, MRSA infection. But... The really big issue is that he's so weak from his heart. Yeah. 
being so, I mean, it's only a 10% function. So you combine the heart with the MRSA, and they're just saying, this is it. It's just a matter of time. And they're, you know, they're certainly still trying to treat it. They're trying to get rid of it. But they're saying in order to actually get rid of the MRSA from his body, they'd have to take out the pacemaker again, Mm -hmm. the one they just put in. They just swapped out couple weeks ago they'd have to take that out and all three lines and the lines i guess foreign bodies tend to attract the bacteria so it's just sitting there on that thing but they can't take it out because he's just too weak he he wouldn't he wouldn't live through the procedure and he certainly wouldn't live without his pacemaker for oh eric man you know for Uh, for a a day or whatever it would take to to try to you know sterilize that wound so it's just, it's just. This has been going on now. Uh, you got any? All real regular listeners have been picking up on, you know, hints from time to time. This is going on for a couple years now. In yeah. earnest, that things have really been tough, and it's we've just come to the end of the line. And, and, and I, of course, yeah. it's extremely sad. It's terrible. I've been very upset, but. Now I'm kind of, I mean, at least for the moment, I'm kind of coming out on the other end of it. And we're really just trying to focus on the positive. What a wonderful life and wonderful family and all these people who love him and all the things he's accomplished. And that's what we're focusing on. And uh, I I ask again, everybody, to keep your dad in their prayers and to keep you in their prayers and keep your entire family in their prayers. Uh, It's hard uh, on my kids. A lot of us, you know, unfortunately, have gone, done this walk, or will do this walk at some point, God willing. Well, everyone will, but I know you have, and yours is worse, man. Your dad was only early sixties; mine's at least in his eighties. Well, that's that's true, but here's the deal: is I don't care how old the parent is. It still stings. It really does. Oh, oh, of course it does. I was telling this to my son, the thirteen-year-old, who was just despondent, of course, when he heard the news. And I was telling him, I had a great aunt who lived to be 104. Her oldest daughter, who was in her 80s by then, still fainted dead away at the service. She was that upset. She was that stunned and that shocked. Well, she probably shouldn't have been all that shocked. Her mother was 104, but it just shows you. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I hear you. Never I hear you. And yeah. it doesn't matter how yeah. old you no, are. No, no, that old saying, you know, no matter how old you are, you're still your parents' baby is true. And yeah. and you're always going to be your parents' child. So that again, you know, is tough, but like I was saying off air, this show, we love all of our listeners and we love you guys to death, but the show does take a back seat to our families. So, uh, you know, if Eric does need to take a leave of absence, uh, uh, Greg, of course, will come in. But I just want you to know, Eric, that we all have your back in this and that we are all there here for you. Well, I appreciate it and I know it. And uh, I really wanted to do the show tonight. I thought it was really important. Really, honestly, it's a great break for me and it gives me yeah. something to focus on and it gives me a place I can go and express myself. Sure. I know that there's actually people there who are listening. So yeah. Yeah. I, I do not want to miss any more than I have to. We'll we'll have to see how things go because there's just no but, way to predict you know, how you know with the time frame and how this is really gonna play out over the next yeah. days and or even they said it's even possible he could stretch it out even a couple weeks i guess so anyway we'll um we don't want to belabor the point but that's what's been going on and i am fully committed to really 
returning my full attention to the show. I love doing the show. I love working with Joel. I appreciate that he brought me in here now uh, two and a half years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's been a long time already. It's already. Been a long time. And we've worked very hard. We've, we've both been through quite a bit in that time period. But we are absolutely committed to making this show the best show it can be. And we're going to be making some changes, just tuning things up, getting a little more professional, just putting a little more time and effort into it as we need to do. And we know we need to do. And that's what we want to do because we love doing it and it's fun and we love you guys. And I'm actually not choking up. I'm actually (laughs) choking. I have something in my throat. So let me swallow. Sure. Sure. Uh, Yeah, man. But again, you know, we're all with you. All the prayers are there for you. And, of course, the door, Eric, is always open, man. You want to talk to someone that's gone down this road, I'm always here for you. Thank you. So it's a complicated time, but, um, you know, life uh, is, is has two sides, and we can't dwell on the negative. Everyone goes through it. That's the other thing I'm, I'm learning. Man, I am sure not alone. Every single person on earth goes through losing loved ones, and it's never easy. It's never fun, but it's just part of life, and we have to try to do our best and stay as positive as we can and and look to the positive, and I am determined to do that, and, and I really appreciate being able to come on this show and talk about things and talk about life and express myself, and I really appreciate yeah. well, you guys listening. Thank in, you. In closing of this thought, one of rock and roll's greatest poets said, no one gets out of this life alive. And man, and that, that is... is so true. And you know, we spend so much of our time, and that's obviously a, a large part of the appeal, the fascination with the paranormal. What goes on yeah. once we've crossed the veil? I mean, yeah. we all want to know. We all need to know. Yeah, we and do. it's it's comforting in some ways to think, well, to know, to believe. That yeah. there is something and uh, beyond, even not even getting into the religious side of it. But yeah. you know, we've also said we haven't been shy about saying we're we're both uh, pretty religious as good well. Good Lutheran so, boys, yeah, we're both good Lutheran. We're good boys. old Lutheran boys. <laughs> so armed with that, um, you knowing that hey, this is a really important milestone part of life. Really hard. Really tough. But everyone goes through it, and it's yeah. it's up to us how we handle it. And I'm yeah. gonna do my very best to handle it as well as I can. I've had to grow up. You know, you guys know I'm I'm not young, but I have had to grow up an awful lot over the last couple of years, and especially yeah. over the last several months. And I'm just trying to look at it that way. It's a growth experience. Yeah, uh, I'm a bigger, better person, and I need to be now. And I just need to yeah. reach a new level of maturity. My God, I'm a grandfather. <laughs> you are, but I hey, man. Grow up. Absolutely, and again, all the best, and we will keep him, you and your entire family, and especially your dad in our prayers. But I suppose we should get to some news, huh? There's some sure, great headlines absolutely. floating around That's out there. The I did not know that Rob Lowe, of all people, was a believer in Bigfoot. Did you know that? I just learned it recently because he's got a new show coming he out. He does. Uh, Rob Lowe claims to spot a Bigfoot. The actor told Entertainment Weekly that he came across the mysterious creature while filming his new A&E series, series The Low Files. Wow. Exactly. With the, his son? Yeah. His son? The, uh, the show basically follows Lowe, Lowe and his sons, uh, John and Owen and Matthew, as they explore the Ozark Mountains <laughs> with... Uh, Let's see, it was stretches between uh, Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma in search of uh, a wood, the wood ape. 
A wood ape is local, basically slang, for Sasquatch, or Bigfoot, Lowe explains. He and his sons went camping, and in a scene uh, that is featured in the show, the show's season finale, Lowe said they encountered a real live wood ape. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, the show is, 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 takes on a variety of paranormal legends and haunted locations. It kind of sounds a lot like Haunted Highway. Remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. I with, wonder. With Ozzy's son. Yeah, I wonder if we can get Rob on the show. I would love we, to. We should so, try. And, we and should try I, that. like you said, the, the Bigfoot episode, I guess, is the conclusion. But yeah, I'm really looking yeah. forward to that. Sounds like it'll be a cool yeah, show. Yeah, I'd like to get him on. We uh, then he goes on to say is uh, we had an um, incredible encounter with what locals call the wood ape, which is the Ozark again slang for Bigfoot. I'm fully aware that I sound like a crazy Hollywood kook right now. Lowe said the encounter was terrifying. I was lying on the ground. Thinking I was going to be killed, he recalled. Well, obviously it wasn't because he's talking to Entertainment Weekly. Lowe also said he believes in ghosts. Obviously. Nothing strange, um, no tricks about it, but he really does believe that there is ghosts and Bigfoot. The show per, uh, premieres on August 2nd. Annie, we're going to have to tune into that and see that. The Lowe Files. A- absolutely. That, yes, 100%. We're going to try to get... One or more of the lows on the show. Yeah, that'd be great to get them on. And uh, sticking with Bigfoot now, Bigfoot is wanted by the FBI. I saw that. Yeah, that yeah. seems... F- I don't know. Is this the real McCoy here? I don't know. But So we're going to read what I was sent uh, by the Statesman newspaper. The FBI to round up... Uh, okay, FBI to round rock police. Bigfoot is uh, one of the most wanted fugitives, they say. Ron Rock Police Chief Alan Banks has received a special, 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 special uh, message from the FBI. The hairy man has been seen gallivanting around Round Rock trails and scaring people. How, how dare he? According to the City Park and Rec, which has been keeping residents abreast of uh, recent Bigfoot sightings around Round Rock. Top police officials got an email from the FBI stating it has he has been added, or Bigfoot rather, because we don't know if it's a he or not, so has been added to the 10 most wanted list. The Bureau is offering a reward of $500,000 for information leading directly to the arrest of the giant hair-covered being. According to the uh, Parks and Recs Department, Bigfoot was last seen on the Brushy Creek Regional Trail and made loud, demonic-like howl sounds, according to the FBI. Wow, Parks and Rec first uh, alerted the public two weeks ago that park rangers found strange footprints at the city parks and trails. Then uh, video footage, footage was released showing a mysterious large figure running on the Brushy Creek Trail. Recently, some uh, Round Rock teens and others in the area have shared videos of their search for the enormous bipedal. Wow. Huh. Here's the, here's the thing. If you click through, because I, I was researching this myself, I thought, wow, that's kind yeah. of amazing. The yeah. FBI now is sure. acknowledging the existence. Sure. Uh, if you click through to those Parks and Recs links, they no longer <laughs> exist. Well, there is, a, there is a poster, a wanted poster. 
at the bottom, and I, and I did post that on Facebook a while back, shared it with people that, hey, you could get rich overnight if you catch them. Uh, and if you look at the poster, I, I love the description, age unknown, place of birth unknown, 8 foot 10 is how, what the height is, <laughs> Three, 350 to 800 pounds. Well, that is not a big gap at all. Occupation obviously is unknown, you know. Come on, none, they say. Well, you know, scaring people might be considered occupation, all right? Come on. <laughs> occupation. You know, you know. Gallivanting menacingly through <laughs> yeah. the woods. Hair dark brown black, eyes brown black, hair, well, complex, uh, complexion hairy, sex unknown, race unknown, nationality re- unknown, but they also say caution not to approach him uh, because he is considered armed and dangerous. Well, he could eat your face. Well, he could, and that would be bad. Well, it would I mean, be I mean, awful. You know, but then again, two, 500 grand buys a lot of crazy, man. Oh, man, I, I, I'm got, tempted. You've got 500 grand running around. Um, it's tempting. That, that is, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. So I think you, we, we need to look into this one more layer and see if this is the real McCoy or if this was some sort of. I'm, uh, I'm going to call this Round Rock PD, I think, tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm going to ask them about this alleged Bigfoot case and see if it holds Akai water. Maybe, maybe get them to come on the show with us here. See why the links to Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. Why they're no non-existent, you know, what's going on. Now, have you heard the, are you an outdoors kind of guy? I mean, I am, but I'm not really a camping kind of guy. But yeah. I love to, I love to hike. I love to play sports. I love to run around outside. Love to sit out on the deck all summer. I don't know if that'll ever happen again. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if the time to sit around. Yeah, who has that time? Anywhere right? to do anything ever. But uh, yeah, I love the outdoors. Although I, I'm not what you would call an outdoorsman in terms of camping and See, hunting. Though I do like fishing. I did hear about there's a new tick out there. Or I shouldn't say new. It's probably been around for eons, but a, a tick that's come on the national radar, and I'm sure you've heard about this tick. It's oh the yeah, Lone Star big tick. tick problem up here um, in Northeast Ohio. And, and the thing of it is, is that with this tick, the bite can cause what they call reverse zombie. Uh, well, tick will make you allergic to red meat. So I dug into this, and of course, I went to Snopes because Snopes is the internet's, you know, they know stuff. location to find out fact from fiction. They're the debunkers. And it's true. According to them, it's true. Mostly, most commonly known as a lone star tick, this unnerving arachnid can transmit an illness with symptoms similar to Lyme's disease as well as a substance that can cause you to be allergic to red meat. Oh, oh, no more Lord, burgers, man. Wow. Man, that would suck. Oh, man, I, I, I love a good burger. I mean, oh, I don't me know what too. I do. You know? Although my younger daughter, the 17-year-old, just went vegan, yeah, and we they said, all say that. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, she's she's stuck with it well, now. It's been a couple of months. Well, but we, you know, here's the thing, though. I I've met a a few vegans, right, and they, none of them look healthy, in my opinion. You know, I'm not saying they're not healthy, but the complexion just isn't. You know, I know what you mean. They're kind of pale, and, and not that there's anything wrong with be, being vegan, but I'm a meat eater. All right, it, 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 I'm a meat guy. Meat and potatoes, if I can get it, man. I'm all over that. But to get bit by this tick, and, and when I got back from my Bigfoot expedition, I pulled over 12 ticks off of myself. Oh, my God. Thinking to myself, oh, my God, hopefully none of them are that Lone Star tick. 
Absolutely, because, you know, you'll have to go vegetarian, man. I would have to go vegetarian, but I couldn't do it. I don't think I could do it, man. I, right now, um, because I have high blood pressure, we've talked about this in the show, amongst other things, I'm down, I really cut my red meat down to almost like once a week, all right, because that red meat is bad for the old ticker. You know, sure. a lot of it. So I've done that. I run well, on the treadmill. The yeah, I run on the treadmill an hour a day at about five miles an hour. That whole thing. You know, getting in shape, doing the whole vitamin thing, you know, because I've only beat up my body for the last 42 years. Now it's time <laughs> to maybe, you know, maybe make it right again. But anyhow, that's my one little perk in life right now is that one night I could sit down and have a burger. Right. Don't take that away from me. Don't take that away from me. You damn tick. The damn tick. And, and it, it is true. It's real. That's the, I thought for sure this story was going to be, yeah, whatever. You, you know, nope, not real. It is real. It is real. That's weird. Oh, man. I, I, you know, yeah. Did you find out why? I mean, what, what's the mechanism whereby that happens? It, it secretes some type of uh, 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 venom type stuff into you. And right. It, it causes symptoms similar to Lyme's disease. Uh huh. And of course, everybody knows that's been just a horrible disease. I know yeah, a few people yeah. Lyme's, and boy, they are not well. You know, over over time, it just cripples people is what it does. And, uh, of course, now they have the vaccine, I guess, for Lyme's you can get. But anyhow, uh, this will give you a similar disease, but only 10 times worse because then you can't have your Big Mac. <laughs> and eat it, too. <laughs> yeah, and eat it, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it is pretty pretty devastating that they would. There's even a critter like that around here. Yeah, I think it sucks. Well, I do too. Okay, like a tick. It, it sucks like a tick. Sucks the blood right out of you. Oh, uh, yes. Here we go. You ever go to road trips? When's the last road trip you've been on? Oh, let's see. Uh, well, we went when we were uh, on the West Coast. How many we miles you put on? Would you say driving about Oregon and Washington? Yeah, well, so we put on quite a few, maybe a thousand. Really? Wow, that is a long road trip. We were driving well, all around. Well, you know, if you would have, there's some haunted roads, evidently. One has kind of come to the attention of everybody. A long and haunted road. Drivers claim to have seen ghosts in a stretch of an unlit motorway. That was a site of not one, but two murders. Wakehurst Parkway, yeah, runs along the Deep Creek Reservoir in Australia. Good eye, Mike. And was the location of two murders, including one where the victim was dismembered before, before being kept in a refrigerator. Oh, it sounds like Wednesday night. It does, it does. But the unexplained occurrences include murderers blacking out for no good reason. Finding their uh, windshield wipers suddenly switching off when it's raining. Their car doors lock for no apparently good reason. And a, and a ghostly pedestrian uh, lights you up with a flashlight as it stands in the middle of the road. Good Lord. Yeah, it isn't, that is creepy. That is, I see now, haunted roads are just one of those things, you, you know, that, that kind of gets all of us because who hasn't been on that road a road like that where it's real dark and anything can really happen oh absolutely well anyhow the wakehurst parkway in australia again runs along that deep creek reservoir which of course was the scene of 
several, a couple different murders. And it's also been the site of several fatal car accidents, according to the uh, Manly Daily. The area was also the site of a particular gruesome murder, which saw Stephen Dempsey shot and dismembered in, uh, wow, as early as 1994. This wasn't like back in the 60s or 70s. This happened in the 90s. Yeah, he was he was killed using a bow and arrow. He's like the last guy who got shot by bow and arrow, except for Custer. He's like the last guy to get killed that and, way. And, and deliverance. And, and deliverance, uh, shot by uh, Richard William Leonard, who then kept the mutilated body in his freezer again, just recapping before killing another man just months later. So yeah, you could go down this road and you may see the ghost. You might see his ghost running around. Aye, aye, aye. You might see uh, Stephen Dempsey running around. Yeah, because he got shot by that arrow and all. You know. And, and will he have the arrow in his head? You know, I'm not sure. That'd be kind of funny, wouldn't it? Like, like, like Steve that old Martin, gag. Yeah, know? like that old gag. <laughs> that arrow. I, uh, you know, just because he's a ghost doesn't mean he doesn't have a sense of humor. That is true. You might just run around that arrow just to go, oh, I got a splitting headache. but yeah that is of course your haunted road guide kind of thing now there's a weird story going around and it's a little on the racy side so anyone that's got small Uh children go shut off the not shut off the radio but turn it down for the next few minutes women absorb i get this i don't know if you read this at all Women absorb and retain DNA from every man they've ever had sex with. I just saw that. How weird is that? That is weird. Women retain and carry uh, living DNA. Living DNA, which is a big difference between the dead stuff and the living one. Living stuff. Right. From every man with whom they have had sexual intercourse, according to a new study by the University of Seattle and uh, and the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. That gives you a pause. It, it really does. Think about it. It does, you know, because that means you're running around with these guys in your head. Yeah, I wonder how that. I know. Will, how, Look how odd that, that is. That is weird. I wonder if it influences their thinking. I guess that is the you know possible supposition. Well, here. the study which discovered the startling information by accident was originally trying to determine if women who have had that who have been pregnant with a son might have more uh, pre, uh be more predisposed to a certain neurological disease disease that occurs more frequently in males and of course sure i could get that i could i could see that puzzle coming together because if you did carry a male you might you know you only gave birth to him so that makes sense but as a scientist picked apart the female brain uh and and the study began to veer wildly of course as it turned out, the female brain is even more mysterious than we ever thought. The study found that female brains often harbor male uh, microbes, microorganisms, uh, you know, from, from us, from us guys. Or in other words, the presence of the male DNA that, or, uh, that organized, origin, originated, there we go, from another individual. That is so strange, man. Wow. It is. Well, yeah. it, it think of the guy going, you'll never get me out of well, your yeah, head. Yeah, and he uh, genetic, exactly. And he was, he's right. And that's all women now. It's not just the ones that have been 
Uh, they also studied brains of women that have never carried children, and they found the same DNA. So 63% of women carry male DNA cells that live in their brains, that are actively living in their brains. Obviously, researchers want to know where the male DNA came from. Anyone's care to guess, of course, the article says, from the woman's uh, father, no, not your daddy. Nope, it's who you've had sex with. That is exactly how it happens. You absorb a certain amount of their DNA through the act of lovemaking. And they will be with you forever, like Eric pointed out. Forever! Oh, my heavens. That is so, quite that a is thought. Strange. I wonder if this will in any way change behavior. You know, I do not know. I, I, I did not. I, it's just weird. It's just weird. I mean, it's a strange story. Uh, all in all, it's weird because I never thought about that. That means I'm influencing the brains of several women. Yes. Yeah, you know, we all are, all of us guys, you know. So there's know, a few out there. I wasn't always a you know, a nice married guy, you know. Uh, you know, uh, I used to be a stallion, if you know what I'm saying. Uh yeah. But anyhow. <laughs> Rock it out. <laughs> I'm when just in kidding, doubt, of course. I whip it out. <laughs> when in doubt, I whip it out. That's right. If I say hi, she says hi back. It's a good time to whip it out. <laughs> then again, that would explain. Because there's doubt. There's <laughs> exactly. Doubt. That would explain why I've been shot at several times. But anyhow, I'm kidding, of course. Total joke. Uh, that is a strange story, and we'll have to keep looking at more evidence as that comes out because it just seems strange. Very, the, very strange. You, you know. But I mean, it may explain some things. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, might. if you look at the long, long uh, history of of human mores and and myth you know i mean for the most part it's always been perceived i mean obviously lots of exceptions throughout history but but in general you know that we've always had this ideal that women would be virgins when they well, get married that, that well is... maybe this is has something to do with where well, that came from what do you do now you go and you check them out they check them for dna before you marry them i want to make sure you're not carrying another guy's dna i i don't know that may be possible it might be it might be but we have to down run a break the road. Yeah, down the road you just never know we have to run a break we come back you got your america's most haunted headlines coming at you don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Hey, you're listening after hours AM, and if you're listening to us via podcast, make sure you like us, follow us, review us, tell your friends about us, tell grandma about us, and keep listening. This is Jen McGowan, founder of Wayward Souls Promotions, a company dedicated to helping individuals, teams, radio shows, and others that are seeking exposure 
for their individual events, conventions, and shows. We offer a wide variety of advertising, such as web-based article, social media posts, podcast advertisement, and so on. Contact us at paranormalpromotion at gmail.com, visit us on Facebook at Wayward Souls Promotions, and visit our website at www.waywardsoulspromotions.com. Anavar Media LCC is a dedicated team of professionals committed to helping business development scale and protect their websites, mobile applications, enterprise software solutions in the Northeast Ohio area. Locally owned since 2012, our client-centered values truly sets Anavar apart. Contact us today to learn how you can get 25% off your first project. Call them at 234-380-4852. Again, that's 234-380-4852. Or visit them at www.anavar.com. Again, that's www.anavar.com. It's your ideas, work, and creativity that make it your yard. At Ace, we're here to help with hoses and sprinklers to nurture growth, gardening tools for the shape of good things to come even the right fertilizer and bug killers to make the grass a little greener. You'll find it all now at Ace, your place, with everything you need for your yard, plus helpful advice, almost like we're right there. Ace, the helpful place. You're listening to After Hours AM. Do you have a question for the guests or even the host? That's really easy. Go ahead and email those questions to afterhoursam at gmail.com. Are you feeling like picking up the phone and being part of the show? Call us at 612-326-6874. 612-326-6874. Come be part of the madness. You're just sitting there all high and mighty in your diaper. If anything, you need me. You're a baby. <laughs> Come on, Mouse. Don't you dare take Miles. You can take the children, but you leave me, my monkey. Welcome back to After Hours AM, everybody. It is time for America's Most Haunted Headlines, brought to you by Eric Olson. Over there at, a, at America's Most Haunted, toiling away, putting out great content. And if you're listening for the very first time, because actually, Eric, we got a couple new affiliates that are joining us tonight. Fantastic. So uh, if you've never visited us over America's-Most-Haunted, you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to check it out. He is just banging out some great articles, uh, really cool stuff, plus you can listen to the show, and definitely it's worth your time to check it out. Come on over. And in the meantime now, if you are listening to us live, why don't you go ahead and go on over to Twitter 
And if you're not a member of Twitter, even if you are, search out AM Haunted. Come follow the feed with us. Join, I don't know, 457,000 other followers. <laughs> and, and, you know, let, let's let's go down this little list together, these cool, cool headlines. Yes, the America's most haunted Twitter feed, and Facebook, too, for that matter. All things paranormal, spooky, and amazing. Now, small caveat, normally I'm pumping out 10 to 15 tweets, same number of posts every day on Facebook and Twitter. But given... The recent events had a lot of time spending working on things with uh, with my parents and health and whatnot. So been a little light lately, but we'll we'll be getting back to normal. I am I am absolutely focused on it. I love it. I miss it when I don't do it, and uh, I am absolutely committed to my normal routine: ten to fifteen tweets and posts at least every day. And we'll be getting back to that. Very soon. Uh, and so here we go. As you mentioned, and I only say this because um, my tweet actually has a super cool guy trailer for the show. The Rob Lowe and Sons show, Pursuing Very the cool. Paranormal, the new reality series on Very A&E, cool. The Low File. So if you click through from the tweet, you can see the trailer. Very cool. And I'm hoping to get a screener soon. Oh, yeah. You know, from the fine folks over there, A&E. There are buds. They they uh, are are buds. I am absolutely going to be. I am committed tomorrow, even though I will very likely, like today, you know, be at the hospital all day. But I'm going to have my computer with me. I did today, but there was just too much going on, so I couldn't really do any computing. But tomorrow, um, I shall, and uh, I am absolutely committed, my friends, to... uh, sending out all kinds of cool guy requests to get some of these amazing guests for some of these shows coming up. And by the way, we should mention in, uh, is it two weeks or is it three that we will have Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint? I thought it was two weeks from now. Uh, I'm going to look it up. So make sure we don't make sure I don't screw it up, which has been done before because, you know, I could be a dummy, but uh, anyway, nonetheless, yes, very excited about that, and uh, that'll be a great show. He he is one of our great pals, and uh, we love working with him. It's actually three weeks. It's on the 20th. Cool. Of, cool. So that will be amazing. And by the way, we just confirmed, just at, literally as we were talking just now, uh, one of the shows, one of the really kind of amazing true crime documentaries which is mommy dead and dearest and we ju- i just heard from the director and producer and she would love to be on the show next wednesday cool. so clarissa will be very excited about that so we got next wednesday covered so all is well back to the twitter feed my friends well, I, suppose- I love this picture look at this floating skull now this is an artist recreation well i was gonna say that looks a little uh photoshop to me <laughs> i don't even have to run that through any of the software i could tell you right now that that's not real yeah probably not but uh it is it comes from a description uh, from uh from our good pals over at phantoms and monsters dirty desk uh, oh. of of someone who had this very experience as a youngster and tells a very vivid tale of it and this is what was illustrating the uh, the telling of the story, I thought it was both kind of creepy and cool, but also 
hilarious because it looks so dumb. <laughs> it does. It's it's cool looking, but I suppose we should really back up, talk about your very first tweet, and that's our guest tonight. We haven't even mentioned. We that. haven't even mentioned. Yeah, you were tonight. saying that that one one of your stories from the last half hour was going to be a little salacious. Well, the show tonight, the interview tonight at 10 p. Eastern is going to be quite salacious. We are covering the steampunk Victorian burlesque extravaganza, live extravaganza called the Soil Dub, which runs just one more weekend, this coming weekend, in San Francisco, Alameda, actually. And we'll be talking with the founder of it, Mike Gaines, who not only runs this cool, it's an oddity show, and it's hearkening back to the Gold Rush and the Barbary Coast and all that. But the founder, Mike Gaines, who we're talking to, has had some really cool ghost experiences in some of the places that they've worked. Really? See, that's always cool we get... Not only a cool guest, but then a cool guest with cool stories. It always makes us so much fun. Yes, so we're looking forward to that. Just coming up in about uh, 20 minutes. All right, we all know who Stephen Hawking is. I, I might know that guy. Isn't he kind of a startup guy? Isn't he just, you know, one of the physicists he, out there? Little he just came around, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's starting to go up and... Yeah, you know. start to, to spot his name here and there. Here and he's, there. You know, he's a social media guy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Stephen Hawking, the world's most famous physicist, who unbelievably is still alive. I mean, this guy has lived something like 30 years longer than anyone else with ALS in the history of the world. Yeah, it's, really it's amazing. Unbelievable. And he continues to function and communicate, even though even as he crumbles down. And I, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean, but. He reminds me of when you leave the jack-o'-lantern out, <laughs> and about a month later, that's what you find. He, he does. I, I knew a, a buddy of mine actually met him, and, and we were talking. I said, well, what was it like to meet Stephen Hawking? He says, it was kind of weird. And I said, well, why is that? He says, because everything he sounds like a robot, number one. And you can't help but stare at him. Because he's all contorted, you know, his face, you know, you try to be, yeah, you try to be respectful and everything because he is a brilliant, brilliant person. Uh, He's a genius. He's a genius, but, you know, you can't get past the whole, hello, nice to meet you. Well, I think he's down to communicating, what, with blinking his eye? I think so, yes. A few years ago, you happened to meet him at some type of uh, event. But yes, yes, again, as great as he is, yeah, unfortunately, he was struck down entirely too soon in life with ALS. It was really, really bad. And, uh, yeah, okay, man, you know. All right, so, anyway, he is working on a teeny, tiny, but very fast, unmanned, obviously, spacecraft that could reach what is now being proclaimed the second Earth. Um, it's it's this nearest planet that may be Earth-like. Yeah. It's the nearest star, right, Alpha yeah. Centauri. And so he's working on a spacecraft that could get there in only 20 years. In only 20 years. So, yeah, really, uh, cosmically speaking, that's blazing fast. And, well, to go, to go uh, what, I think it's five, no, it's four light years away. Yeah, that's. And, and his craft is going at, uh, I guess, 20% the yeah, speed of light. Yeah, so yeah. that's why it would take 20 so years. But really, up, that's man. pretty amazing. Boost it up to speed of light. And then, you, you know. Then, then come back and talk. Yeah, to me. exactly. Until speed of light, we got to pump it up to that. Yeah. All right. Well, we love photographs. We love those cool, weird, scary nature, and lightning is always mm. so amazing. And look it at is. this purple sky. It's so cool. Munich. 
That is a really cool looking. It reminds, it's raining, yeah, so it's yeah, purple, purple rain. rain. Hey, I knew a guy that sang a song about that. I think you did. Uh, yeah. I think named, you've mentioned that. Yeah, Prince was his name. He, he, he sang that song. Oh, there's a guy who went way too young. Oh, way, way too young. And more music to put out. My Lord, they found just so oodles prolific. of new music in his vaults. What a creative mind. Yeah. What a Talk about genius. Amazing. Gone too soon. Gone too soon, And then we lost both he and David Bowie in the same it, year. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a hit to rock and roll, uh, losing both of those in the same year. That's a brutal year. Yeah. 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 Those really are two of the greats. I mean, you're talking two of the, what, top ten? Maybe? You, know, you know, you got these two that pass away way too early, but yet boy bands somehow live. I know where's the where's the fairness Fair. have you seen in that? that commercial with boys to men? I have. Oh, oh it's that hilarious at the, at the hardware store. No, yeah. No, I'm sorry. At the pharmacy. Yeah. The pharmacy. Yeah. And then they got the new show out there, the making of the boy band. Oh my God! Just go away, boy bands. Just go away. Just, They're singing about that diarrhea. <laughs> got diarrhea. Yes. So, oh, all the Pepto Bismol commercial with them in it, right? Uh, it is so funny. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Boy, while there's all this amazing stuff going on in astronomy and all these discoveries out in space, we're also having all kinds of amazing uh, discoveries right here on Earth. Archaeology has just exploded, too. Here's the latest. I mean, there's something every day. The earliest yet found Egyptian hieroglyphics, over 5,000 years old, have been found in Egypt, obviously, and perfectly preserved. Huh. That's cool looking. It looks like a bunch of birds standing around there. Hieroglyphic, though. I believe that's what they're you know, You know, I'm sorry. They, they could have used a little bit better artistry, though. I'm not really convinced those are birds. Well, yeah, I know. It's stylized. <laughs> yeah, well, considering they're using a rock to make this, you know, they did a pretty damn good job. We got to give them credit. Give them credit where credit is due. Yep. Even yep. if it has nothing to do with ancient aliens. Exactly. Exactly. We'll still give them credit. All right. Now, I know you're not a Harry Potter fan, but we just hit the tw- – I can't even believe this – the 20th anniversary of the release of the first Harry wow. Potter book. Yeah, how rich is this J.K. Rowling by now, too? She's a could, billionaire. Could you imagine, Eric? If you, you need to think of a myth- mythical place like, like Harry Potter. I do. And write this. I'd love this. to come up with that. You, you know, I mean, I write it because, you know – Come on. You too can be a billionaire. Yeah, you too can be a billionaire. Just come up with an idea of wizards and stuff like that, and you too can make a mint. Uh, it's, it is a, a remarkable. But it's not just doing that in general because there's thousands of books like that. Yeah. It's doing it as well as she did it and striking a chord. Well, she, I mean, now, here, I don't really know. Has struck a chord worldwide. I don't know her very well. I don't know her work very well. Was she a writer before she did this? Or she, she just was, decided but not to... published. She okay. was literally on, she was on welfare. She was a single mother on welfare when she finished the book, first book. Really? See, I was curious about whether she just decided, oh, I'm going to sit on my computer and start typing. And we're going, but, let's see. But she had been working on it, and she took it very seriously. So, you know, it wasn't like uh, she was just fooling around. But, yeah, she was literally... On welfare, single mother. Wow! Uh, when she finished that first book, I bet you, I bet you, uh, you know, she's laughing now. She yeah. is doing very, very well, yeah. and the, you know, it has continued. Yeah. First, all the books did remarkably well. 
remarkably well and continue to do so. Then all the movies. Now she's kind of kicked well, it up well, again. Lot, and uh, she wrote the play, which was uh, opened on London. And wow, she's, she's hot. She's hot. She's hot oh, on top of it. J.K. J.K. Rowling's not a bad-looking woman. She's not, especially because she's getting a little bit older now, too. Yeah, wow. So anyway, the reason Damn. I mentioned that is there's a really cool um, slideshow of oh. every single Harry Potter cover in English. So both American and U.K. covers, two different publishers— and, of course, they put out various versions of the books, too, and variant covers. So this is every single cover that has been released in English of the Harry Potter books. Really cool to see all in one place if you're a Harry Potter fan. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's kind of a cutie. Yes. Game back to the <laughs> Look at this gif here. I'm digging this. I love it. That, that is sun. cool. Look how close. That's an wow. actual photograph of the sun. Man. That is right up close to personal, that old sun. Or I guess there, it's video, it? I'm sorry, of the sun. All yeah. right, so the scientists have been wondering forever, what is the actual source within the sun of the explosive plasma jets that shoot out yeah. thousands of miles? Yeah. And they have finally figured it out. It comes from really intense pressure deep within the sun, and and it's squirted out basically. Yeah, that's a solar it's, flare, isn't it? That's exactly. It's extruded. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a solar flare, and those are actually very deadly to us. They can be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Get the one shooting our way. Life as we know it's over. All right. Now this one's cool, just because a it's Salvador Dali, yeah. the great surrealist and one of the oddest <laughs> artists of he, the last. He, he was a different years. duck. Very different. And uh, he had no official children, and his body is now going to be exhumed. Uh, he died oh. in 1989 to do a paternity test. Wow. This woman, who is a clairvoyant, by the way, claims that she is the daughter of Salvador Dali. <laughs> well, I see the resemblance, I guess, if you look hard yeah, enough. Sure. You, you know, yeah. but then again, you know, who knows? Uh, what do you think, Eric? Well, I guess there have been rumors for a long time. This, this was an out-of-wedlock affair, and um, there's been rumors for a long time. And uh, it's not real shocking. What, what's pretty surprising, though, is that a judge has agreed to exhume him because that takes a lot, you know. Yeah, it to, does. Uh, it does take a lot. I mean, yeah, because they're, they're going to disturb his grave to get some DNA to prove whether or not she's the— the air basic. I suppose she's after a fortune is what she is. Oh, probably that's part of it. You know, because he made a lot of money and still his estate is still oh, making money. Oh, sure. So yeah. if she can prove that she's the only one, his only heir, that would give her the money. Yep. And so you know that makes total sense. Hell, I'll I'll submit a DNA test. Why not? You just never know. I am I am guessing that that is a significant <laughs> part of the deal. Yeah, if it came all use my daddy, my mother has some explaining to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, here's another space shot. I love this. This is from, uh, I said it in the tweet. Let's see. What? Uh, 160 miles up from Mars. So this picture was wow. taken from 160 miles above Mars. If sure. you click on the picture, it expands. It gets a lot bigger. See the little tiny blue dot yeah. in the middle of that picture? Yeah. That's the rover. Wow. 
Man. That's Curiosity Rover. I'm surprised they haven't fought any aliens yet. Just plugging away on Mars, Just doing, doing his, thing. his thing, hanging out, you know. Yep, I'm still here. Enjoying the weather. You, know? you guys, are you guys still paying attention to me? I'm yeah. here on Mars. Doing Rolling around for no good reason. You know, like, I'm I'm go around, occasionally digging something up or whatever. Yeah. God, that is. All right, a- have you seen The Strain? Have you seen that show? The Vampire I have. Show? I have seen The Strain. All right, so doesn't. This dog. That's an ugly the, flipping dog, okay? The world's ugliest dog. That this is ugly. Where he's flapping his, or I guess she's a she, where she is flapping her jowls. Doesn't she look like one of the vampires? She does. She does. I see the resemblance, and that the is mouth. one ugly dog. Oh. Oh. If my dog looked like that, I'd shave its ass and teach it to walk backwards. Maybe that's what happened here. <laughs> Very well could be. Who knows? That's just that's just hauntingly ugly. Oh. Yeah. So exactly haunting. That was <laughs> that was my thought. All right. So uh, now, speaking of vampires, even Disney Junior. Now this isn't the Disney Channel. This is Disney Junior is getting in on the Vampire Act with a new series called Vampirina. And it's with Lauren Graham and James Vanderbeek, mm. who are both stars and veterans of many, many big time yeah. sitcoms, uh, you know, TV series. It's the Gilmore Girls, of course, and uh, Dawson's Creek, to to mention others. Those two are the stars of, and they'll be the parents, apparently, of this vampire girl called Vampirina, and this will be on Disney Junior in the fall. Interesting. Just a cute little vampire girl. Just a cute little vampire girl. Just just sitting there enjoying her vampire self. All right. Skipping down a little bit here. Look at this picture that was claimed to be some kind of interdimensional vortex appearing I'm over Sacramento. Wow. So they're claiming it looks like there's a guy running in there, but that's just purely It does. Paradolia. It really does. It looks like someone running Are across sure? the moon. Are you sure that's just not super close look at the moon? I don't know what it is, but I'm that doubting it's probably an interdimensional. Yeah, book. I don't think it's that. It could be. What, what's another one that we see really close? Mercury? Was that the one that looks real close once in a while? Yeah, but I it's not that one. big. No, I, well, that I wonder big. what the hell that is. And that is from Destination America, right? Who, who put yeah, this one out? it's from The Hauntist. Okay. So their I, blog. I, interesting. That's their blog over at our buds at Destination America. Interesting. I should find out whether that... That almost seems photoshopped to me. It does, but I guess it really is a real picture. Wow. But I, I believe it was brief, and uh, I, I think they're, they've actually kind of figured it out. Yeah, uh, let's see. So what is it? That that uh, it's not an interdimensional vortex. Let's see. That the, who said what here? Uh, scientific experts such as Caltech astrophysicists. This event was the real deal. So it was not photoshopped. But okay. uh, let's see. I'm trying to find. They actually don't tell us here what it was. Oh well. Ah. Uh, I'm sure that elsewhere it yeah. is explained oh, if man. we clicked from there dark tower right, movie. stephen king yes that's an amazing picture isn't it yes great book have you ever read any of the dark tower books they're, i have not they're really good so if the movie can even hold a candle to the book it'll be great 
But and, it is coming. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like a uh, supernatural western. I guess it's been described. Yeah, as. yeah, because that's what the Dark Tower kind of is, is. Right. You, you know, it's we will see how true they are to the books. Um, and, and really, it, one of his some of his best works was Dark Tower. Huge, huge series. Several of them. I want to say Matthew like, McConaughey it, is the bad guy. Oh, that should be all right then. Matt Matt McConaughey plays a pretty good bad guy when he wants to. He does. He's intense. He, he, when really, he needs he to really be. He really is. And he's. Did you ever see a Wolves of Wall Street? Oh yeah. Where he's going. Oh. Ah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was great in that. Yeah, I, that I was, do that, that now. Was an intense movie. Boy, I do I'll that all you. the time right before shows. Oh. No, I don't. Get yourself all psyched up. Exactly. Yeah, the good guy defending the Dark Tower, uh, defending the whole universe, I guess, is Idris Alba. Yeah, he's been on a few movies and shows. So He's been on a lot, and they yeah. keep talking about him being possibly the next Bond. Now, that would be groundbreaking. We have not had a, um, a black or African-American Bond yet, or yeah. a woman Bond, for that matter. That is also true. So her, that that'll be her name would no longer probably be James. No, it'd be Janet. <laughs> I guess you're right. Janet, Janet Bond, Bond, Janet Bond, <laughs> Bond, Janet Bond. Hello. All right, one up. more, one more <laughs> gift right. here, and this is supposedly the youngest moon. Ever photographed, just eighteen hours oh, old. Look at that, barely. It's a little oh, teeny tiny sliver. Little. Oh, so cute! It's his baby pictures. A little sliver. Look at that. Mm-hmm. That little eighteen sliver. hours old. That's it. Eighteen hours old and be around for billions of years. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. La- last one. We got to toss this one out here, quick like a bunny. Have you heard of the Beast of Govedon in France? No, actually, I have not. That's a new one on me. This is a real story. Now, of course, we don't really know what it was. A lot of speculation that it was a werewolf. It was probably now they're thinking, I mean, these deaths were documented. There were at least 100 people killed in this region. Wow of france in in only a few years i mean that's a lot of people that is a lot of people that that that's a ton of people and they were but killed this... by wolves exactly but wolves get hungry wolves do get and hungry. we're slow and, and we're this soft is a heavily wooded area and there were you know we're kind so... of isolated yeah. and right the, the the theory now is it wasn't a single beast of any kind it wasn't a werewolf it wasn't a single wolf it was a series of wolves yeah the uh, pack I'm sure a very a large pack, pack. of and, wolves. And I'm telling you, being a woodsman, being a hunter, we are slow and we are soft. We're the perfect prey. We are, although we're often armed. That is the equalizer right there. But without that gun, huh, we're nothing in the woods. All right. Well, we still have time. So that's a great story. Go. So you get the, pick up the facts on that one. That is You got super a cool. minute and a half. All right. Let's do it. One more. So I found this to be hilarious. All right. So we've all heard about... Vlad the Impaler's Castle, right? Yes. Over, the, over there in uh, Romania. And it's called Poenari, Poenari Castle. Well, right now, no humans can visit the castle because it's been taken over by a mother bear and her cubs. <laughs> you can't <laughs> go to the castle. Because mother... She has been chasing away humans with authority. I am surprised that their local Department of Natural Resources has not uh, tranked her and the young one and got her to safety. 
Well, you would think there would be some, you know, re- resolution. You would think so because I feel bad for the bear. Well, y- sure. Y- you know, they, they don't. They, that's their habitat. They're like, what the hell are you doing here? So you know, yeah, that, that's cool. That that that's kind of funny though. Can you imagine going there as a tourist? Ah! Let's go up there. Oh my God, it's a bear! Raw, and that's it. You yeah, because you, know. you know that's uh, th- th- hence the cliche about mother bears. They are very protective. <laughs> they really are. They they get a little angry if you uh, threaten or yeah. even come around their young. They get a little they crazy. They do not mess around. But we got to run to Fox News. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Mike Gaines from the Soiled Dove. You're going to want to hear all about that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. <laughs> Foreign flights could be grounded for not following the rules. I'm Jane Metzler, Fox News. These are new rules announced today by the Homeland Security Secretary. Fox's Grinnell Scott live with the details. Jane, Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly's plan primarily includes upgrading passenger checks, airplane uh, scrutiny, and tighter scrutiny on large uh, electronics. It will also focus on severely restricting those airlines that won't comply with safety upgrades. Secretary Kelly says the rationale is simple. Unless we all raise our security standards, terrorists who see commercial aviation as the greatest takedown will find and attack the weakest link. Secretary Kelly says the enemy is adaptive and forces us to adapt as well to protect the 2,000 or so daily international flights that land in the U.S. daily, Jane. Thanks, Grinnell. More health care protests in the nation's capital and more arrests, at least 40 taken into custody today in Senate office buildings. The demonstrators charged with crowding, obstructing, or incommoding if they refuse to leave when ordered to by Capitol Police. President Trump cautiously optimistic about an Obamacare replacement bill. A day after Senate Republican leaders scuttled plans for a vote on health care reform this week, the president said today, quote, we're going to have a big surprise. Previously, he said he'd be disappointed if something wasn't worked out before congressional lawmakers were to leave for the holiday weekend. But today, sources tell Fox News a revised effort to tackle Obamacare could be ready by the end of the week. Fox's Kevin Cork at the White House. This developing story reports of an explosion of some sort in a residence hall at Murray State University in western Kentucky. Richmond Hall housing nearly 270 students. Fox News, fair and balanced. A Canadian citizen cannot get out on bail in Michigan. A judge making that determination today in a case that's being called an act of terrorism. Amor Fatui's denied bail, accused of stabbing airport police lieutenant Jeff Neville in the neck last week at Bishop International Airport in Flint. Witnesses say during the attack, he yelled Alu Akbar, Arabic for God is great, and muttered it again in court a couple of times from behind a medical mask. He's 49 years old, a native of Tunisia, living in Montreal, Canada. A defense attorney did not object to keeping Fatui in jail, saying he'd be held by immigration authorities anyway if he was let out. 
Chris Foster, Fox News. Due to take effect tomorrow morning, the Trump travel ban. The Supreme Court signed off on its partial reinstatement ruling visitors from six mostly Muslim countries must prove they have a bona fide relationship with a person or entity in the U.S. before they're allowed into the country. Government lawyers now trying to figure out just what sort of proof they'll need. Wildfires burning in several western states, 20 said to be uncontained. Firefighting airdrops had to be grounded in Arizona and not because of weather conditions. A drone flew too close to firefighting efforts near Flagstaff, Arizona, leading to a partial delay for aerial crews trying to put out the flames. The fire was later fully contained, but it is reflective of a growing problem for emergency and fire officials. The National Interagency Fire Center reports that there were 41 instances of drone incursions in 2016. It is illegal to impede or interfere while firefighters are trying to extinguish a blaze. Flying a drone could be included in that definition, according to a federal statute. If found responsible, drone enthusiasts can expect to pay a fine or appear in court. Andrew Kraft, Fox News. Who didn't sing this song at a sporting event? Usually when the opponent loses, TMZ reporting Gary DiCarlo, lead singer of the group Steam, has died of lung cancer. He was 75. I'm Jane Metzler, Fox News Radio. Back to After Hours AM, everybody. I'm your host, Joel Sturgis, right along with me. Eric Olson. And Eric, man, we have a great show on tap tonight. And it, I'm it really, really it's, excited. It's going to be cool to talk about this. And, and of course, you will clue us in and uh, who is our victim. I mean, our guest tonight. And uh, whip it on us, big man. I shall. Whoa. We will be speaking with Mike Gaines. Vaudevere Society pre- presents the Soil Dub, an immersive circus-infused dinner theater set in the reincarnation of San Francisco's ribald, spooky Barbary Coast Red Light District. From Mike and Shannon Gaines, co-creators of the Edwardian, New Bohemia New Year's Eve, and Lagunitas Beer Circus, comes an event that titillates... In every sense, my friends, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, set amid the thematic backdrop inspired by San Francisco's notorious gold rush era guests delight in an engaging evening filled with danger, decadence, world renowned performance and an innovative culinary extravaganza worthy of royalty. Ooh, that sounds like fun. I want to go. However, only two more nights, my friends. It's Fridays and Saturdays, been running since June 9th, but the last two are tomorrow and Saturday. So you got to check it out if you're in the San Francisco area, the Soiled Dove. Check it out. Of course, we got links on the site to their site and place to buy tickets and on and on and on. Also, really detailed description about the show. But let's talk a little more about Mike and his wife, Shannon, who couldn't be with us this evening. Founded in 1997 by husband and wife team Mike and Shannon Gaines, the San Francisco-based entertainment company Vaudevere Society has been titillating crowds around, ooh, there's that word again, around the world with its unique brand of interactive and thematic art, dance, and circus events. This avant cabaret community consists of classically trained dancers, some of the nation's most acclaimed acrobats, aerial artists, sideshow acts, fire performers, 
thespians. No, not thespians. And beautiful circus freaks. The group has been cross-pollinating genres by collaborating with a, wow, very impressive and eclectic variety of world-renowned musicians and DJs in the creation of original stage shows. Notable recent collaborations include the Edwardian Ball, Cirque du Soleil, San Francisco Symphony, Bass Nectar, the Dresden Dolls, Calvin Harris, and the Mad Vibe Orchestra with live support performances for, check it out, James Brown, hopefully when he was still alive. <laughs> yeah. Primus. Wow. That was- 50 Cent, Wycliffe Jean, Velvet Revolver, The Cure, and many other highly respected international artists. Welcome to the program, Mike Gaines. Wow. Gosh, I need not plug uh, anything more. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, all. yeah. It's you been a great show. Everything. Yeah, it's been a great show. See you guys. <laughs> now, you know, I love the name Soil Dub because, of course, that's an 18th century horror. Uh, and, and even a 19th century horror. A 19th century horror. Yeah, 19, rather. Sure. Yeah, 19. And I got it right away. Ah, I get that. I, I get that. And I start giggling, and my wife looks at me, and she says, why are you laughing at that name? Oh, no reason. No reason at all. <laughs> no, no. I just find it to be an entertaining name. Yep. It's amusing. Yep. It's amusing, and it that's what it indeed. needs to be. Yes, of course. You know, why don't so you... So, Mike, yeah, just... Tell us where it all came yeah, from. Yeah, man. How, Give how us did your... all this come about? And goodness, what a what an interesting background you have. Just uh, give us give us your tortured, winding, and ultimately successful path that has led to the soil dump. <laughs> wow, goodness, where did it all begin? Um, my wife and I, uh, my wife being a dancer, myself being an athlete turned. Uh, um, film connoisseur, uh, at least the production side of it. Um, I worked in, in feature films for six years out of college. Um, and uh, again, my wife being a dancer, we just combined after I got done uh, with my college career in football, which is another story. Um, I, uh, we focused on performance and we assembled a bunch of our friends in 97 and put on thematic shows before we would have a dance party and that was all in um, a building that we purchased in in colorado a 104 year old gothic revival church that we converted to a performance arts theater so i'm bouncing around very cool location but pardon that's an odd location that's a great location yeah yeah i we we went back we're from southern california we went back to, we went to Colorado. Uh, I was going to go to medical school. So we hung out in Colorado for uh, a year so I could get in-state tuition. And in that year, I delved deeper and deeper in film and started working on some larger production films and really felt like art was the way to go rather than the medicine path that I had pursued earlier. Um, so we bought a hundred year old Gothic revival church and opened a performance art theater venue, a rehearsal space and, uh, and sort of cut our teeth in 97 out there, uh, decided that it was maybe a little bit conservative for the content that we provide. So, uh, we, uh, four years later came to San Francisco where what we did paled in comparison to all the amazing crazy that happens out here and the freedom of art well exactly they're a little more open-minded 
than you know than a Much, lot of places yeah. you know to to art you, you know and that's that's the thing you know some places are a little bit too bible thumper i suppose for your kind of art and mm-hmm. so you had to go to where you have like-minded people and, and you could actually spread your wings and, and get this off the ground and quite honestly i think the name you guys chose again was really eye-catching and it obviously makes people curious well what the heck's this all about and it, it's the hook, and you guys are really good at that hook. Not only that, but you it, it's a hell of a show. I was watching some of the video, videos you guys have out there, and, of course, I can't attend. I'm sitting here in northern Minnesota. I don't think I can get there in time, <laughs> but I'd love to attend I, someday just to see all the spectacle uh, that is the Soil Dove. Now, when you, uh, you said you guys started in Colorado, moved your way back to California, hit San Francisco, uh, what kind of reception have you guys had with the Soil Dove? Has it been wonderful? I mean, I would imagine you have a packed house probably about every night. We we do, and it's really it's, uh, really the atmosphere and the environment that we're creating it in is a real novelty. Uh, where I'm on the water's edge right here, I'm 50 feet. We're in, first of all, I'm in a 12,000, and I'm here now. We just ended rehearsals, and I'm all alone in a 12,000 square foot big top circus tent italian big top circus tent sitting right on the water's edge with san francisco i see it being swallowed by fog right now across the bay man that is atmosphere it's really cool it's uh we're on an old naval base and we're sitting right on the tarmac that's like two miles long we're the only thing out here now, what made you guys want to go to the circuit of uh, the big top, the big circus tent, rather than a, a fixed venue? Um, because we bounce around, you know, we we really feel we did lose our venue in San Francisco. We got priced out by condos. So damn um, condos at that, and that and that was a that was about a year and a half ago. And once we lost our space, which we had run the Soil Dove, this will be the fourth year that we've run it. Um, just really a month at a time every year. Um, but once, once we lost that space, we, you know, but what, what do we do now? Well, let's have our own space and our own environment. And we're completely off the grid out here. We create our own grid with generators, everything, just a, sure. an environment that is, you know, and it's a, a creative place. It's a, a destination for sure. And I think that's a big part of, the success of it yeah well, being in a circus tent exactly and 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 i'm looking at this and look at the videos and look at the stills that were provided by your pr people great pr people by the way really give really top notch giving us everything that we needed to do the show again we never you know what eric we never praise the pr people that work so hard so well we don't PR right enough now. that's I'd for like, sure yeah. there you go pr people I, uh you well, know let's, let's Let's raise a glass then to Corinne Khan. That's right. That's right. Our, they are the unsung. Who absolutely kicks ass. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, so so absolutely. here's to Corinne. Exactly. And, Corinne. And to all the others that we haven't mentioned. In the past. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, but uh, it's a recreation really of the Barbary, uh, Barbary Coast era. And when I look at these pictures and the videos, man, you are straight up going back in time. And it, yeah, thank you. you know, thank and, you. and it really, no. When you go back in time, what era really was the Barbary Coast during its heyday? What when was that? The 60s 
60s, um, uh, everything after the 49ers uh, uh, struck gold, that's when, that's when San Francisco started exploding. Um, it was a sleepy uh, town of 300, I think, in maybe 1820s. And, uh, and then just like a few years later, it had 20,000 people here. Um, uh, I, I guess it would be right around 47, actually. And then 49 struck gold, and it just became a metropolitan area that had, it was complete lawlessness. Um, they, the infrastructure didn't keep up with the, the populace. So it was a wild, wild era. It was the crazy wild west, you know, but on the, on the coast out here. Um, I could just imagine. It was, uh, oh. yeah, I, it's just crazy, you know, um, uh, it was of uh, 20,000 people. I think there was a, a murder every night and that's oh, pretty man. crazy, crazy time of 20,000, you know, every night has something like that. So it was gambling, whoring. And along with that, you know, after, after time, uh, which we're playing 1890, uh, San Francisco, uh, so we could actually have some electric light bulbs in the house and it sort of being appropriate. That was uh, yeah. the year electricity and, I came into San Francisco. Um, so we play it to where this is a, ref, a more refined establishment, uh, you know, uh, a, a sanctuary from all the crazy, reckless behavior that's happening outside of its doors. So, um, so yeah, we play it a little bit, a little bit more polished than uh, what, it, you know, what we're glamorizing, which was really probably horrific <laughs> for everybody, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah, because I've watched documentaries it, it, about it. It works better in memory, as most yeah, things do. Yeah, yeah and, course, and the advent of, of indoor plumbing was a big boon for San Francisco, by the way. Uh, what was you said? <laughs> indoor plumbing was a big boon for San Francisco. I remember sitting I through history imagine. class, and that was the thing, you know. They, they, were, they were talking uh, about what it was like to live back, like in San Francisco, when they first struck gold. Because when all the people showed up, there was no infrastructure for that many people in the little town. None. So, you know, yeah. it was, it was uh, a tent city forever. And it was yeah. just dirty yeah. and filthy and, you know, and really violent. Really, really. Yeah. You're right. It was really an absolutely violent. violent time. So, Mike, the you're New York gangs came in and, uh, and it, it became violent with all of the merchant ships then coming in from China. And it was. Yeah, it was it was a crazy time from the history uh, that I've researched. So we play that, but we play it play it up. We um, the novelty I think of the Soul Dove too is all of our characters. We have a cast of thirty. We have a full orchestra that accompanies the entire event, and uh, and again, it's dinner theater. So all of the cast are actually the waiters, the servers. Um, to the with the meals so and in character you're the bumbling drunk fool that just delivered you your um, uh, your short rib is uh, really one of the world's like best acrobats so those are just some fun characterizations that they're able to play around with before they wow you with their amazing feats what is your capacity what kind of crowds do you get well, this is a, the capacity of the venue is a thousand, um, but we're about 500 feels uh, max in here. 
Uh, That's a lot. That is a big show. Big yeah. crowd. Yeah, big big venue, and we we stop the meals here at two hundred, um, and then we have uh, halfway through the night another crowd comes in after the meal has been uh, devoured, and that crowd is like a general admission crowd, and they see the rest of the show. It's a four hour long show. Wow, um, that is a and long show. It was. It's a long one, and it's really a testament to it. We, you know, we are with keen eye. We were watching how people reacted to the first few shows, and they just, like, still wanted more. There was never anybody having any problem with the length of time, which was awesome. So it, mm-hmm. it becomes, and the longer they stay out here, the more, once, uh, you know, stepping inside the tent, um, the more they really feel like it's that era. You know, and that's what we wanted to uh, uh, convey here. Why don't you kind of walk us through? I know I mentioned in the intro a lot of the different kinds of acts, but why don't you maybe just kind of walk us through maybe, you know, the highlights. Is it the same show? I mean, chronologically, uh, or, or do you vary it from, from night to night? Well, unfortunately, we have to vary it from night to night. Some people aren't available, some musicians that, uh, you know, that changes a bit. We do have a huge cast of uh like a, a core cast with vaudeville society so from from this production just to jump around so you get perspective from this production we finish this production and then we move on to another production uh whether that be a music uh festival that we host mm-hmm. the tent and an environment for seven days so all of these core performers um go with us from production to to production but um, so there's a lot of them, I and mean, they all can't do their solos every night. So we we've been rotating as well, and uh, yeah. trying to keep everybody you know happy on all sides. And it's just one big amazing family that Shannon and I have been together for 27 years. And again, Vaudevere 97, so we're we're 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow, where does the time go? Now with Bart- you and Harry Potter, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Now, now with Bartum and Bailey off the road, the circus gone, the thing of the past. Any thought of taking this thing on the road? Uh, we have, we have, we do a couple festivals in uh, that we sort of take a production on the road. Not Soiled Dove. We haven't, and that is something. I don't know. I, I don't know if it would play in every city. Um, it's just, it's expensive and it's, it's yeah. an ex- expensive ticket too. It's, but it's, uh, the production's just a, it's a pretty big elaborate production. I could see taking it, uh, and then doing it for a couple of nights and then doing other productions that we have, but, you know, more dance parties and such that but, may play better in the city. But yes, yeah, um, we, we travel around. We have a, we have one of our productions, Lagunia Spear Circus. Uh, last year, we took it to a one-day circus environment, a little bit uh, different, uh, of course, not thematic. Um, but it's, uh, we, we took that to New York, Chicago, Miami, Los Angeles, San Francisco uh, last year. And this year, we're going to travel that around. So we, we do make it around the country um, with different different events. Vaudevere Society does. Well, I'm, I'm looking um, at your prices yeah. on the show. Actually, you're not that that expensive. No, I didn't think it was that. Yeah, yeah if right. you're if you're gonna go to a Broadway right. play, you'd be dropping two hundred right. bucks easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you yeah. know, so I mean, it's that kind of caliber of a show, 
And, you know, for 50 yeah, bucks you. for, for, you know, that kind of entertainment, you can't go wrong. And then, then if you want to be part of the dinner on a show, according to the, the information we got, it's 130 bucks. That that's yeah, one hundred and thirty for that. Yeah, that's um, that's not and bad I guess at all. You're right. Yeah, that's not that may may not be the, the deterrent here um, uh, with taking it on the road, and it's not. So actually, you've inspired me. Done. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I would at least look um, into it and see. You know, I, I think our lips to your Yeah, feet. I think something like this actually could sell. <laughs> You know, really, quite honestly, now that circuses are truly a thing of the past, you know, the major ones, mm-hmm. that, that'd be kind of a cool thing to have come to, you know, the major cities. Something, something Dinner, cool to Dinner see. with the Ghost is taken to the road. Yeah, they did. They, yes, they have taken to the road Dinner with the Ghost. So, I mean, it's, it can be done, Mike, man. It can be done. Awesome. If you build Thanks it. Thanks for the inspiration. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> nope, and Mike. that's what we're doing out here on the water's edge. I, I can just imagine that. I'm, I'm picturing it. I've, I've, I'm from California. I've been to San Francisco many times. I, I can just picture sitting there a, a little bit away from the city and, and seeing the fog roll in, and you're right, right by the water, and it's the middle of summer. you got a huge circus tent there. That sounds just amazing. I used to be a DJ myself. Cool. I, still, I still do now and then, but for a living. And I used to do a bunch of uh, parties for the frats and sororities in, in Southern California. So we do all the USC and UCLA and all these stuff. And, and one of the parties that I always look forward to, speaking of debauchery and uh, danger, is one of them had a theme party, uh, like the Arabian Nights kind of thing. We go way out in the desert and absolutely self-contained. You bring, you bring the tents, the, you know, the Ar- Arabian... Uh, tents out there. We brought uh, all kinds of generators. Everything was self-contained. You're out in the middle of nowhere with the wind whipping up and sand blowing in your face and people doing things they would never do anywhere else. <laughs> it sounds like Burning Man. That's what you just described. right? Yeah, there. but uh, uh, you, you just... <laughs> 30 years ago. That's exactly right. Yeah, no, that, that probably inspired Burning Man. You should be getting it some videos off of that. Yeah. Well, I or, I, or the, I or the fraternity should. Anyway, we got five minutes before the bottom of the hour. Maybe do right um, give us a quick rundown of what people can expect to see and in the show. The, Maybe uh, just take and, a portion of it and, yeah. and just explain it to us. And where they can get tickets. And where they can get tickets. Uh, I can throw that out really quick. Um, you can go to thesoileddove.com, thesoileddove.com, or uh, if uh, you're ambitious and you want to spell Vaudevere Society, it's vaudevieresociety.com, and that will guide you to everything that we have going on, including Soil Dove. So I'll give you a little, uh, like, a run of show, um, how we, uh, it may be on a, just a quick chronological logistical thing, but um, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a little idea. So the uh, dinner guests come in, and um, there's ambient performances happening. We have a gallery around the space. Uh, we have live musical accompaniment happening from a different elevated stage in the room, like the stage right. It's really cool. The setup's really awesome. Different elevations. Uh, audience can go to an elevated platform in the back of the room. Um, they have past appetizers, and uh, once the appetizers are done, they're seated. They choose their own seat, and uh, a performance uh, happens. Uh, and a, a new uh, four-piece string, um, the Cosa Nostra strings, uh, four-piece band, uh, plays on stage while they're served their second and third course and their dessert. 
And so it's uh, an ambiance. There's some circus acts, but we really don't want to pull them away from the food. Food's a big part. Um, and then the big show opener. We actually then open the doors after the dessert is consumed, and uh, we open it to the general admission that come in at 9 o'clock. So 7.30 is the dinner, 9 o'clock. The rest of the people come in, get their drinks in hand, and a big Broadway opening happens. A musical number, the whole orchestra is in, and uh, all 30 performers, 25 performers, have choreography around the venue. Um, Our staging areas are awesome. Uh, The entire bar is a stage, so it gets uh, cleared a couple times through the night for different antics um not antics <laughs> yeah it's antics i love antics. antics and they're titillating, I love titillating antics. antics of course <laughs> titillating <laughs> antics. Yeah. I, I love that word so you and right after the titillating <laughs> antics bring in vaginating antics oh my god well that's a different show but <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a whole nother show eric that before that, 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 that's yeah. a whole nother show yeah. that's a different demographic that, that happens downtown <laughs> eric downtown <laughs> uh so we get right into it the awesome mc you see some characters from history historical characters uh emperor norton is uh, a big character that's a famous character uh here um that uh, you know lived his uh life thinking that he was the uh, um, uh, the emperor of the United States and protector of Mexico. I don't know if you're familiar with Emperor Norton. Of course, um, and it was yeah. also a record label. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Oh, yes, record label. Real cool indie label back in the probably 90s. Ah, nice. Well, they pulled it. Uh so uh, we open, then we, we go right into uh, an aerial act. We have a 50-foot, the ceiling's 50 feet, 45, and then a big cupola, they call it. Um, that's it, So it's a, a monstrous center of the room. It's a, a circle. Um, it's in the round. We have a small stage uh, in the center of the venue, and then we have a, a large uh, stage, like a thrust stage with a proscenium at one side. Uh so we, uh, we have an aerial act. That aerial act then goes into, you know, um, what is it, uh, a big dance number, ensemble dance number, um, into an acrobatic uh, sword spinning routine. Um, and that's really, that's my wife. And it's Very she's cool. just amazing. She does, she does handstands while she spins swords on her feet. And... Um, but dang. And then, yeah. Uh, then a, my a wife doesn't performer. do that. No, no, no. I couldn't get my wife to do that. I <laughs> tried once. My wife doesn't get paid to do that, though. <laughs> so there's, there's a rationale. Well, that, that is true. Uh, that, that is true. <laughs> Much like well, other things I've asked her to do, she says, I don't get paid to do that. So, you know, I, that's not happening. Good for her. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, good help sorry. is hard to find. Just saying. <laughs> that is an amazing, an amazing show. How far are you into it now? Because we got to go to break. How far is that now? Yeah, yeah cool. Uh, we're up to, um, we're up to, yeah, just we have burlesque uh, acts, and then um, we're we're up to halfway. All right, well, tell us the rest coming yeah, out of the break. Yeah, after the break, and right then on, we're going to cool. shift gears into the paranormal with Mike as well. So don't worry, that is going to happen. We're going to find out All more right. what you can expect by going to a Soiled Dove show don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. 
to do with your time Something to do with your peace of mind Something to do alone Nothing to do, so won't you pick up the phone Hey, you listen to After Hours AM, and if you're listening to us via podcast, make sure you like us, follow us, review us, tell your friends about us, tell grandma about us, and keep listening. Hi, Tom Bodette. If pop culture is to be believed, roughly 40% of all people are actually vampires or dating one. Well, undead or not, you can always save on a clean, comfortable room at Motel 6, even if you sleep during the day because direct sunlight turns you into a pile of sparkly coffee grounds. Speaking of which, we have free coffee every morning. You day sleepers may want to go for the decaf. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. Anavar Media LCC is a dedicated team of professionals committed to helping business development, scale, and protect their websites, mobile applications, enterprise software solutions in the Northeast Ohio area. Locally owned since 2012, our client-centered values truly sets Anavar apart. Contact us today to learn how you can get 25% off your first project. Call them at 234-380-4852. Again, that's 234-380-4852. Or visit them at www.anavar.com. Again, that's www.anavar.com. This is Jen McGowan, founder of Wayward Souls Promotions, a company dedicated to helping individuals, teams, radio shows, and others that are seeking exposure for their individual events, conventions, and shows. We offer a wide variety of advertising, such as web-based articles, social media posts, podcast advertisement, and so on. Contact us at paranormalpromotion at gmail.com, visit us on Facebook at Wayward Souls Promotions, and visit our website at www.waywardsoulspromotions.com. You're listening to After Hours AM. Do you have a question for the guests or even the host? That's really easy. Go ahead and email those questions to afterhoursam at gmail.com. Are you feeling like picking up the phone and being part of the show? Call us at 612-326-6874. 612-326-6874. Come be part of the madness. Welcome back to After Hours AM, everybody. I'm your host, Joel Sturgis, right along with me. Eric Olson. And we are talking to Mike Gaines tonight. And he is, uh, well, the, the grand poobah, if you will, of the Soiled, Soiled Dove production show that you can go catch out there in California. It's a must-see show. Very, very cool. It will take you right back to the 1800s like you were swear that you're there. <laughs> 
that you are back in the 1800s. Like and you're a minor 40. Exactly. Like you're a on minor, your best behavior. Yeah, on your best behavior. That's right. We don't we don't want any riffraff. But Mike was describing. Well, actually, we, we, we don't scrutinize that. Yeah, well, you know, you yeah, might encourage yeah. riffraff. Who knows? But we yeah, absolutely we do. <laughs> but Mike was describing what's like to attend one of the shows, and when we left off, he was kind of we we're coming to what the second act, Eric. What act were we in? Do you remember, sir? Yeah, we we're coming to like the third act, and um, sporadically we bring the solo act, we bring it back into a big ensemble act. Some people have four costume changes through the night, plus they're the servers, of course, um, for the dinner beforehand. So they're just they're awesome, they're amazing workhorses, and they're just they're badass. And we all just you know we all bleed to make this thing happen, and that's why I think it just gives it such a cool camaraderie and, and family vibe to it, and it gets them immersed in their character when um, they're constantly on, and. Uh, you know, you'll have a character passed out over a table. You'll have a character jump on top of a table, push food aside. It's very much in your face and casual. It just breaks the ice entirely. So that's the environment. Which, uh, and we're up to act number three, I think. Uh, that is an ensemble act. And uh, it's uh, an act that is Emperor Norton with a monologue and a toast. And he uh, has a bunch of uh, performers around him, and he's describing his vision of this bridge that connected Oakland with San Francisco, East Bay with, uh, with San Francisco. And that was his idea, and everybody laughed at him on stage because he was laughed, uh, laughed off um, of that concept um, back when he was alive. And obviously that came to fruition maybe you know, 20 years later. Um, which we now have that bridge. So mm-hmm. that's a little character backstory that's offered by the MC on who Emperor Norton is. Everybody here in San Francisco does know who he is. Um, so it's a, it's an easy sell. They like it. Um, uh, the I think the historical references. Then we we move to another aerial performance, a solo aerial performance, um, and. Uh, the band showcases different vocalists throughout the night. We have a couple tunes where they take over in some transition time and, uh, and, um, and showcase their, their vocalists. Um, then we go into a burlesque number, so classic burlesque, but unclassic with the performers are just amazing. Um, we, from there, we have another aerial act. And, cool. uh, and all of these aerial acts, I'm not doing them justice with just saying an aerial act. They're uh, a rope act and a lyra act. Um, Stephanie and Ikabu and Shredder, these are all the aerialists in our group. And sure. Danny. Um, so it, it spans the conventional circus apparatus, but they perform in unconventional ways um, with their character. Uh, then we, I mean, we wrap it up i think with a a couple more solos and uh and an ensemble um performance to end the night with uh, a, a song that everybody takes part in in the cast and and crew um and uh and that's how we flow through it man very wow. cool a lot of we, stuff yeah are you part of the show 
I am. I'm. Uh, I'm Shanghai Kelly. Uh, Shanghai Kelly was a was famous for Shanghaiing, which is that hence the name. Of doping. <laughs> hence the name. The the act of doping people at bars and then uh, throwing them on the merchant ships, and they would wake up halfway to to China under um, under guns, and and sure. it's. Uh, uh, so what, their, their choice is to jump overboard or be uh, a slave until they get back to the States on the next ship back from China to the States. So they were made to work. And those, uh, so I Shanghai people. <laughs> well, that's a hobby. Could you imagine being a real Shanghai? <laughs> very, very cool. Uh, sounds really awesome, Mike. Of course, you can go to thesoildub.com. And get your tickets, and they range from fifty bucks for general admission. And if you want to eat there and enjoy the meal that was described, that's one hundred and thirty bucks. Really, quite honestly, Mike, not bad prices for what you're getting. And to be honest with you, because I've gone to big Hollywood or big uh, Broadway productions and three, four hundred bucks for a general admission ticket. So you know, sure, yeah, you know. So really, yeah, we, for that we, we thought caliber, it is. We thought it is a good deal, you know. Uh, yeah. To take this tent around, uh, you know, hesitation was earlier, I think, just to take this tent around and be able to find a parking lot someplace in the metropolitan areas that yeah. could handle it. Um, it's just, it's an endeavor. Well, it's a 12, that, was a 12,000 uh, square foot? To. Was that a 12,000 square foot tent? It is, yeah. Wow, that's the, bit, that's the real deal then. That's the real big top tent. It is, yeah. Wow, that's it's, huge. Uh, it's a monster. It's fun. Yeah, setting it up is an all-day event. All right, now, Mike, uh, that's a, yeah, that's couple. amazing. Everyone should go to that show, and when you hit the road, even more everyone's should go to that yeah. show right here now. Don't forget, if you are in the uh, the Bay Area, you only have two more performances available tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday night. Go check it out. All right, Mike, you were saying as you sure. were getting started in the biz and some of your earliest locations when you were getting going, as you were talking about earlier in the show, that they might have been haunted. You know, I, I've never, I'm a pretty practical person, um, but uh, after um, yeah, purchasing this 104-year-old church in Colorado, which is old in Colorado standards, um, and it was a Baptist church for many, many years, um, we... Just we sensed um, some real anomalies um, that happened. I mean, periodically we would uh, experience the same thing at different nights and uh, sure. and all at once, you know. So we had some backup five people at once uh, heard all the doors in the entire church, which there's 16 of them, uh, just like start rattling and then shut. Wow! It was just crazy. Uh, wow, that would uh, get my attention. That doesn't seem like a coincidence or no. a breeze blowing through. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, it's uh, it's also it's a place where a bunch of what we felt akin to too is that there was a lot of souls in uh, that a lot of angst was was dropped in this church. A lot of yeah. I don't know, a lot of souls were enveloped uh, possibly by 
um, a heartache in the church, and we just felt that at times. We felt some playful things happening. Uh, we would constantly find things in the garbage disposal that were just like the strangest things. Uh, a a foot from a chair that was upstairs in the library area would appear in the garbage disposal uh, downstairs, uh, two floors down. And wow. just so there was some playful, a lot of playful things that happened too. You know, and, and the sure theater wasn't. and the theater and paranormal go hand in hand. Uh, you know, a lot of times you hear about big productions and, and uh, ghost stories uh, with theaters and uh, old churches that turn into theaters, stuff like that. So sure, you know, yeah. really, the paranormal and theatrical arts really have over the years gone hand in hand. I can't tell you how many times I've heard a ghost story about a haunted theater or a haunted production or, yeah, or this or that. Sure. And I think, do you think that maybe possibly, I think personally the energy that you guys are putting out there performing is like a, a big beacon to, to an entity like, you know, cause that's a lot of energy being, you know, being uh, emitted to that environment. It's almost like a, and a lot of people say it's like a supercharger for the paranormal. So did you notice yeah, the I would, paranormal? I would fully agree. I would, I would fully agree the new energy that the only time that kind of really free spirited energy with myself and we had 12 people living there in, in different rooms and, um, and just the creative energy, I think opened up uh, a lot of what was stagnant in, yeah. uh, in that church, in the building. I think it's building related. I don't know much of paranormal at all, but it's really, it's the facility and what the facility maybe is, what the building has gone through in its history, uh, yeah. I think that would make it even more active. And I think theaters, historic theaters and churches, I would, you know, I would, I would agree with that, you know, yeah. from, the, from a layman's point uh, of view. Especially the historical theater. I mean, I mean I've heard that time well, the and time Ryman, again. Yeah. You know, the Grand Old Opry. I mean, that's just stinking haunted. Polluted. Wow. <laughs> you can't you can't go anywhere without tripping over one in those places. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a famous country western singing country western singing spirit. And that's the <laughs> truth, my friends. <laughs> Take that people, to the bank. Yeah. You see, you see people going in there with dead cats, <laughs> yeah. and they and they just start swinging them around. Fresh tire and, marks and, on them, and people are twanging up a storm. Yeah. yeah, the dead cats and the dead goats and Masonic temples, I would imagine, have a lot of haunted uh, happenings as well. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. I, I, in, in any yeah. kind of historical building, anything that's sure. had a lot of energy. And it, it's not just a lot of people think it's only deaths, you know, because you'll say, oh, how could that place be haunted? No one ever died there. But but that isn't the point. The point is emotional energy. It's intense emotion mm-hmm. of any kind. And that's why it makes so much sense uh, well, on the theatrical side, because think how much energy goes into performing and think about uh, this mike and eric the the church a lot of times serves as the city center that's where everybody kind of meets with each other is that church and of course so, especially know, in the old days. yeah especially yeah. in the old days that makes perfect sense that you know a, a church would have a lot of activity or at least a lot of residual activity at the very least but i i would bet dollars to donuts that when you guys started to perform and you know after every performance that is when your paranormal would kick up after the performance mm. Mm. any yeah. other yeah, experiences looking at, um 
in places you've been to? And and, and I should ask, uh, I guess even before that, is were you able to do any research into that church? I mean, any, came up oh, with any did, historical yeah. reasons of, of why it might have been so active? Uh, no, not in that regard, no. Um, but we, we did definitely researched the church, and I just I felt like it was at a time, too, when that was purchased. It was still the Old West out yeah. there, and I'm sure there was just a, uh, a, like you said, it's an energy. It's an energy that's, like, residual, and, um, and I, it just really feels like we opened it up um, when we started playing and performing and um, uh, we converted uh, ghosts, I'm sure, uh, from curmudgeon to, oh, I want to do that when I grow up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Casper. Yeah. I want to like give Jasper, that a try. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I want to give that a try when I grow up. That looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know, but you know, like I was saying, the theatrical arts and the paranormal, you know, there's a lot of also superstition in the theatrical arts. You know, like break a leg. I mean, that that actually sure. comes from a uh, superstition that if you wish someone bad, mm. nothing bad will happen to them. You know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, of course, you know, it makes perfect sense. And then when you do the show and a lot of energy, a lot of good things are happening. Now, are you a big believer in ghosts or do you or is ignorance bliss in some ways? Well, I mean, God, I like I almost live my life. Ignorance is bliss. Uh, but it's, uh, <laughs> I, I think, um, and I don't know about the ghost side of things, because um, I really don't know the definition too much of that. I didn't see anything physical, um, but really I think it is a collective energy that, that stays around. And I don't know if that's a, a form of a, a person yeah. or... Um, or just, you know, something we just can't see with our limited senses. Well, yeah, I went to this this haunted theater years ago. It was uh, down in New Orleans, of all places. I used to go down there for Mardi Gras, and I was talking to one of the main actors, and, and you know, and it's allegedly haunted. And, and I said, hey, you ever see anything weird? He says, yeah. And I said, do you ever want to look into it? He looks at me in all seriousness. He says, kid, he's, he is, I was pretty young this time. He's a pretty old actor. He says, kid, ignorance is bliss. I don't kick nothing that would kick back. <laughs> so, you know, that's where that comes from. You, you know, and, and so, you know, he says, I'd really rather yeah. not know. You, you, you know, yeah. if, if they're happy, I want to keep them happy. Yeah, was kind of the thing. Yeah. But, you, you know, and then, of course, you know, you go from one thing we didn't touch on is, you went from medical school, getting ready to go to medical school, to doing this. That is such a drastic change of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. mean, we never I, kind of I, touched yeah. on that. I'd like to touch on that. I know we're kind of going way backwards right, to the cool. beginning of the show. Yeah. But what got you kind of, you know, a medical student to, to be to doing this? I mean, it just sure seems like a 180 shift. It, it isn't. Uh, there's a correlation here. And, you know, I, I've... Uh, been thinking about it actually a lot uh, lately, but I came from, so I came from athletics. I played football through high school. I got a division one scholarship in football and I played football in college and, um, and athletics has always been a huge part of my life. So when I found film through my brother, who was a sound mixer for feature films and I was a boom operator, I just, I sort of got the bug of wow, I think that this 
scene could be so much better if the director would only do this, you know, only yeah. instill this in them. And, um, and so in that, in that time, uh, again, with Shannon purchasing the church, we were going to open a school of film and dance. So that's, that's the performance art. And uh, because I was into film and we got a lot of, a lot of uh, star-studded people that endorsed us, and um, and we would open a school of film and dance. And I think the directing bug I got that through film and through being a boom operator, the closest to the actor kind of thing uh, most of the time between the camera and the and the actor. And um, and so when we put together these performances, it really was based upon athletics. You know, mm-hmm. circus is the tricks it's all athletes i mean that's what we're dealing with here is just athletes so uh having that athletic prowess and also then tapping into the characters is what sort of we look for in performance uh, performers my wife and myself you know so um i really i see the correlation is uh athletics and my ability to see the athleticism in the performance and sure. that's and then Shannon uh, Shannon choreographing and just really instilling in every performer the freedom that they're allowed to express themselves um, without any kind of repercussion. Um, that's sort of what vaudevere is, um, and and that's so I, I do see the correlation there. That was uh, you know athletics and being able to guide that and direct it and. And doing it with my best friend of 27 years, it's just all just, it's, it's working. Yeah, no, it really is. And, and you're right, it's all athletics. Uh, especially if you watch uh, aerial shows, for instance. I mean, my Lord, the strength and agility that takes is amazing. And dancers. And dancers. I mean, the, the, and just, dancers, yeah. just the agility and, and, and the discipline, really, they, they, discipline, they're, yeah. they're almost elite yeah. athletes. If, you know, they're right there with elite yeah. athletes. So you're right. That is Absolutely. amazing. They are. You know, the stuff that uh, they pull off and they make it look easy while they're doing it. And that's, that's always the craziest part. Yeah, for sure. And even even the burlesque dancers, I think the discipline, that's where that comes in. The ability to perform in various situations and how they react to those and um, and how they just continue to own their being in performance is um, it's something I respected and you throw art into the mix and the ability to create anything you want to create any context, any content. Sure. Uh, that, that sort of, yeah, that lured me away from, from medicine. Well, yeah. because it's titillating. It, <laughs> it is indeed. Way to bring it back. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's it. amazing. That's a great story. What, what position did you play? Cool. In Outside linebacker. Oh, oh so you must so. be pretty big. I, I was, yeah. I, I think I'm one of my only friends that lost 40 pounds since football and uh, <laughs> yeah. didn't gain it. Um, but yeah, six foot four, 240. I was pretty big. Yeah, that, oh. that's, uh, yeah, I played football as well in college. So I hear you. I, I hear you. That, that, uh, where'd you go? Oh, uh, where'd, where'd I go? Oh, University of Minnesota. 
is where I played football. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, you know, wow, well, that's a big program. That's a huge program. Yeah. Well, I'm from here, so you know, it was a no brainer. Hey, I'm gonna yeah. go to the U and play football. Yeah. But no, I never got. Yeah, uh, I was never at the level you were. You know, with a scholarship and everything else. So it was. That's pretty. That's that's pretty big accomplishment. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, to digress, uh, Shannon was a cheerleader. That's how we met. Ah, perfect. And you said you're from <laughs> yeah, uh, Southern California. Where where in Southern California? Uh, Mission Viejo is where I went to high school in Shannon and Laguna Beach or Laguna Hills. And uh, we both went to junior college, Saddleback Junior College, for a year. And uh, and that's when we I got the scholarship. We were already in love. We both went to Wyoming, which uh, for a Southern Californian was odd uh, culture shock yeah maybe that's inspiring some of the content that i have going on right now with the soul sure. dub actually you know yeah some of the raucous it was it, even in the in the early 90s it was uh it was just a it's a wild west town for it still sure. is yeah if you go uh, there i know exactly what you're talking about because i've been in that area quite a bit and it's still very wild still very western feeling so you know it's absolutely still wide open spaces out there as well so it's it's a interesting place to be and that will inspire anybody if you're uninspired by that you need to check your pulse <laughs> yeah that inspired a lot inspired like when are we going back to the warmth it inspired, <laughs> it inspired a lot it's like holy shit it taught, it taught us how to uh, shoot pool we learned how to shoot pool but wyoming was it was awesome it was awesome to us it's uh, as an athlete, it was really just amazing. Uh, it, they don't have a professional athletic team in Wyoming. So right. uh, really, uh, the football team was, uh, it was just. You ruled the state. Yeah. We, we did. It was great. Yeah. yeah. It was really fun. Very, well, very cool. You, we're down to a few minutes. I, I did want to tell you, cool. I really admire anyone who's able to to go out on their own, you know, and put something together like this and especially have it last. I mean, you've, you've been doing this for 20 plus years and um, and that's amazing. I really admire it. And it looks like truly a fantastic show. And my goodness, if I can make the Edwardian ball, uh, there is nothing I would love more. I think that would just be so that cool would and be so fun. Very, so very cool. Uh, you guys, again, congratulations. Should. Absolutely should. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, great accomplishment. Uh, but you, should, you should make it out. I, I want to make a point here. You should really come out and plan on coming out for Edwardian ball. When you're out here, we can set up some kind of uh, live. Uh, we'll find some uh, haunted uh, escapades <laughs> to go on. Hey, we'll there you a, go. We'll do a live show from a haunted escapade. The, the, there here. you There's go. A lot of stuff. Exactly. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and if, if if anyone if any ghosts menace us, you can tackle them. Exactly. <laughs> I will. <laughs> exactly. Well, again, if you guys, if you're in that area, if you're in the uh, San Francisco area or if you want to get there in time, you can go to thesoildove.com, buy your tickets, and really they're quite reasonable, in my opinion, for everything you're getting, and have fun and enjoy the show. It's a one-of-a-kind show. It truly takes you back in the time where you feel like you are back in the Wild West, and not many things can make you feel that way. But I think it's also the use of a big top. I mean, you know, because back in those days, the big top was really the big thing. No pun I'll intended. I bet that thing's haunted, too. I, uh, so, the tent is haunted. I, <laughs> As, you know, I, I'm crazy. As we're talking, the, the, the walls are 
subtly flapping in this thing, and it, uh, it really is. Maybe you're conjuring up. It's alive. Yeah, it's, it's really alive. living. It's alive. it's alive. But hey, Mike, thanks a ton for coming on the show, talking with us tonight. Very, very cool stuff. Mike Gaines, everyone. Check out thesoildub.com. Buy your tickets. But until next time, Eric, we're done, man. So take care of each other, love each other, and, uh, you know, check out the Soil Dub online. At the very least, check it out online and make it next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to this edition of After Hours AM, and please remember to like us on Facebook and also follow us over on Twitter.